Hello everyone, Brian here with Sky for another episode of Arena On Air. On this episode, we sat down with kleptocracy playwright and former House of Cards series writer Kenneth Lynn and actors Christopher Geary and Max Wartendyke to talk about this world premiere play. Kenneth gave us an inside look into what it's like to write about topics and people that make headlines every day. We also talked to Chris and Max about what it's like to play living people and how they've approached building these characters within the context of the play. We hope you enjoy this episode of Arena On Air. Uh, my name is Kenneth Lynn, and I wrote it. We've heard you talk about this project at the first rehearsal and many times throughout um, this rehearsal process. And you mentioned that when Robert Aarons first approached you with this concept, you were somewhat hesitant about tackling a project like this. Why was that? Well, the play is set in Russia, and the characters, the, the, the figure, Mikhail Hordakovsky, that Rob wanted me to write about, is Russian, and I knew that most of the characters would be Russian, and I'm not Russian. <laughs> so that immediately gave me pause. You know, and at the same time, when Rob approached me to write this play, Russia was really not on the horizon as a big sort of enemy uh, to the United States. And it really makes you think about 1984, right? We're we're like, we've always been at war with Eurasia, and then we're always been at war with Oceania, right? (laughs) Because, you know, at the time, Mitt Romney was saying Russia is the big enemy, and Barack Obama was saying, hey, you know, 1985 wants its foreign policy back. And here we are today, and everybody is talking about Russia, and very few people are still talking about ISIS in the Middle East, um, in the media at least. So it just goes to show you there are, you know, these things at work, um, which really control what is on the national agenda and what's on our mind. And, uh, you know, it really gives me pause too when I start thinking I know anything about anything. What has the process of writing this world premiere and also working with this cast been like? So because I didn't have a strong background in Russian history, uh, one of the first things that I needed to do was take a deep dive um, into Russian history uh, because because this play is about Russian leaders you all in order to really know what the figures are contending with you kind of have to know what Russian leaders for all of history have been contending with to see how you know this is different and see why why, why this moment in history matters um, and of course this moment in history matters a lot because it's the moment where Russia is privatizing all of their state-owned industries this is something that I really didn't know about Russia when I began this process that, you know, essentially Russia had been a surf state for centuries. People and serfs were connected to the land and people didn't own property, right? And the consequence of that is that they didn't really own themselves. Um, And that's why, you know, Marx and whatnot, these are the people that have emerged as the great political thinkers of Russia because it was a serf state. So kleptocracy became so exciting to me because it was this moment in history where essentially a slave state has cast off its masters or their masters have crumbled and private property and industry is finally returning into the hands of these people who have never had a chance to own themselves let alone a company before. Um, and that was a very, very exciting thing to, to dive into. And I often think that the most rewarding part of being a writer is it's forced transformation every time you start a new project. And this particular project was going to was gonna ask a lot of me to grow in terms of my, my knowledge base, but also uh, my ability to empathize with a country that is so foreign and a culture um, that is completely foreign to me. That is probably the most rewarding part of the process so far for me. 
um, to be able to kind of open up myself and open my mind and my heart and my soul um, to people that I never expect. Well, well not, I was never asked to, you know, and I think that's maybe an important lesson for Americans in general. Like Russia is such an unknown to us, even though it's in the American imagination to such an extent. And uh, it really makes you think about what else is right in front of you that you really know nothing about. And then the process of bringing the project forward, I guess this is the other big part of being a writer. Writing for the theater, to me, is a lot about responding, right? So I write a draft, and I'm my first respondent, and I have to see what I see and say, oh, this doesn't work and this doesn't work. And then I bring it to the producers and they tell me what doesn't work and what works and I have to respond to that. And then eventually you bring the, the, the artists in and you have to respond to everybody's individual craft. And that's kind of the great fun thing that makes it a play. And this is a great group of playmates. They're really such a talented group from beginning to end. And I, I've been really impressed and moved by everybody's level of commitment to the project. It feels like everybody is working on this kernel of something um, that we're all grappling with as a, as a country. And the final piece will come when the audience uh, moves in. And that's when the play really will live for the first time. Yeah. Great. And that uh, goes perfectly into our next question, which is just about um, how kleptocracy surrounds people and topics that we hear about regularly in the news. You see Putin's name in paper headlines. Um, has today's political environment influenced the production um, or your interpretation of the work? You know, I, I really want to be careful about making the play too much of a response to current events and what's happening. And I, and I feel that way for a number of reasons. For one thing, I feel like there has been a push to make us distrust facts and distrust the truth. And I'm very concerned um, about kleptocracy simply being a part of this sort of toxic form of discourse in which people are simply responding to something and saying that aligns with what I believe and that doesn't align with what I believe. I'm really hoping that um, kleptocracy is not something that will be that exists to simply confirm a certain political agenda. You know, I want it to be something that is a meditation on how we come together as a people, how we recover from um, incidences of great political strife and violence and terrorism, um, and how we reform together to create a functional political society. Um, so I'm really trying to steer away from whatever's current because I'm hoping that the play is, is speaking to a much broader timeline. So what kind of reaction or effect do you hope kleptocracy will have on audiences? Well, you know, these days I really think about this word play, you know, and how this is a play and how we've all come together to play together and, um, and in a sense, to live together and that's what I really, really see the value of the theater being right now. You know, this is an opportunity for us all to come together again, to live together. And I feel like there's so much about the world that we live in right now that drives us apart. 
and to give us all an opportunity to convene and to live and to play, I think is really important because I, I think, you know, a lot of us think of the word play and we think of that as something childish and something that's really only available to children. But, but I think, you know, we all need to be playing for all of our lives. Um, and in, in many ways, playing is one of the most serious, important things that we do. I mean, there's a reason why they call them war games, right? You know, and, and you know, and, and I say this sometimes a little bit tongue in cheek, but there's a part of me that really believes it that like, you know, my job is not to protect people's feelings and, and, and simply, you know, make you happy. My job in, in certain ways is to make you is to play with you in, in a way that's quite high stakes. Um, so you know what it feels like to die. <laughs> without really dying, right? Um, not that, not to say that that's how you will feel in kleptocracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but just you know, I think that's an example of what I mean by play. You know, this gives us a chance to safely work out really, really complicated things about what it means to be a person and what it means to be a citizen in this country, and what it means to be a, a citizen of the world. You know, this is a. Fun play. I think it's an exciting play, um, but I think it's also asking some big questions that hopefully will live beyond the performance. Lastly, is there is there anything else you'd like to share about working on this project or being at Arena or in D.C.? Yeah, well, I'm thrilled to be here. You know, this this could not be a better place to premiere this play. Uh, as I said, the audience is going to be so important to the play's development, and the city already has been a, a big part of its development. When we first started working on this play, there were real questions about, you know, how accurate can you be about this time period, and how accurate can you be about another culture, when most of your knowledge about it is, is book knowledge and anecdotal knowledge. So I had real concerns about that. And because of this town, we were able to find lots of experts, you know, experts who lived in Russia at this time and knew several of these figures, you know, and said to me, I always thought that if one day I were to write a play or a novel, I would write it about Mikhail Hordakovsky and the oligarchs of Russia in the late 1990s. Um, and they've been able to tell me that we've gotten our facts right. We've gotten the dynamics right. I don't know that I would be getting that kind of knowledge um, if I was doing it anywhere else besides Washington, D.C. So it's really a thrill to be here and um, looking forward to the doors opening. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for speaking with us today. Hi, I'm Max Wartendyke, and I'm playing Mikhail Hordokovsky. I'm Christopher Geary, and I'm playing Vladimir Putin. So um, both of you can answer this question, but what has it been like to perform in a world, a world premiere play and to develop a new character and work with this cast and crew of Kleptocracy? Uh, I mean, the short answer is it's been awesome. You know, anytime working on a new, a new project is always very exciting and a little scary because you can't make a determination on what it's going to be when you start. And so you're sort of always sort of saying... Uh, you know, you're sort of always taking a, a shot, taking a chance. Uh, and the cast and team and crew has been really amazing. And we were lucky, you know, both Ken and Jackson and the cast, very, very collaborative minds. So, you know, the process was not a dictatorial one. It was not autocratic like the characters in the play sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so there was a great conversation uh, throughout the process. And as the play developed, we were part of that conversation. And and that's always a, makes the, the development of a play even more exciting, too, because you feel like you're really uh, participating in its, in its creation as opposed to just being a, 
someone who shows up at the end and says the words that have been determined, you know, however long prior to your appearance. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, when you're working on a new play, you have to, to adjust and you get new pages all the time <laughs> and the play takes shape and it changes and it, it's exciting. And you, as an, as an actor, you learn to um, not get too attached to things and be okay, you know, changing with the changes, which is really fun. I mean, we were getting like, you know, no kidding, like 10 new pages a day for a while, almost every day mm. in the middle of the process. And so you'd go home with one play and you'd show up to rehearsal the next morning with not a completely new play, but for all intents and purposes, sometimes completely new scenes, completely new characters, newly developed characters. I mean, I remember when I read the script before the audition, there were some things I, that really stuck out to me. And then I signed the contract and I got sent the script and it was a different script. And I was like, whoa, what happened to like all this stuff that, that I really loved? And so... And me being who I am, I decided I was going to call Ken and ask him about it. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, I'm just like kind of curious about some of the changes. You know, and at that moment, Ken said to me, he said, oh, this is not the final version either. And, you know, I think at that moment was the moment I sort of thought like, okay, we're going to go in there and we're going to make a thing together. I think consistently through, I mean, we talk with a lot of actors that are going through the rehearsal process of a new production and even a production that a play that people have done forever and ever. But it seems here between creatives and actors and crew and everyone else on the project, it really is a very collaborative space here. And every product, I mean, I've been here for three years now, and every production that comes through, that's what everyone says. Like, it's an open rehearsal room. We can say what we need to say, what we feel like we want to say. And I think that gives the actors and everyone else agency over the play in and of itself and then it becomes part of you as much as you are part of it. You know, I will say like every play you do there's like always a sort of day, the first day where people give speeches and like sometimes they're interesting and sometimes they're not and sometimes they're inspiring and sometimes they're not but there was actually like a real high point and it was sort of the moment I I knew for sure I was going to have a good time was that on a sort of first meet and greet and Mm -hmm. Molly got up and spoke and Ken spoke and Jackson spoke and our designer spoke. And I just loved the way they were all talking both about each other and about the work. And I thought, oh, great, this is a a cool place to be. Yeah, and it's, you know, theater is a team sport. It's, you know, you you cannot do it alone. And when it, when you are working in a truly successful collaborative environment, that's when... It's that's when you have something special, um, and when everybody, including the entire theater, it's not just the actors. You know, the the success of a show is due to so many people that you that the audience doesn't see on the stage. But the success of the show depends on everybody putting their heart and their mind and their opinions and their humor and everything. Um, into the piece so I I, you know everyone has been so wonderful and you know trying to lift each other up and it's that's what's so great about theater you both are playing living breathing human beings people who are dominating the headlines and not just dominating the headlines in the time period of this play the 90s early aughts but also today yes what is that like what was it like to to read through the script and decide how you were going to portray these characters that people see 
in the real world? Uh, initially, I was totally intimidated by um, by portraying one of the most famous people um, and influential people on the planet. You freak out for a minute, <laughs> and then you you know you you get on with it and you go. Um, and I think when you are attempting to portray someone who's living, um, you know, you want to honor their life, the good, the bad, all of it. Um, but then there are also um, creations of Ken's mind as well. So there's truth and then there's drama and, and fiction. And um, that, you know, tethering to that is, uh, is liberating. This is a character, Vladimir Putin. This is a character, Mikhail Khodorkovsky. And so that gives us um, some license. And, and you know, remember to, to be creative and to create new things. Um, I think tapping into the truth of the relationships on stage in this play, in this story, in this version of events is vital. And more important than doing, like, absolute strict impressions. Like, impersonation is not the most creative thing you can do with a story like this. So you take what you need and you leave the rest. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, I think, you know, we're not doing a documentary. It's not our job. And, like, our number one job has to be to honoring the truth of the script and the story that is in the play that we are doing. I also think I have, like, a different challenge because... Obviously, everyone knows who Vladimir Putin is. I know who Vladimir Putin is. But before I was introduced to the script, I did not know who Mikhail Khodorkovsky is. I don't think that's true in Russia. But I think here in the U.S., that was a name that I was completely unfamiliar with. And I was a history student. So it's not like, you know, I'm completely unaware of of that, you know. But one of the things that struck me was thinking about not only how recent this history is, you know, uh, but how influential... You know, the events sort of portrayed in the play, like how if things had gone differently, how differently America would be today, Um, for better or for worse. You know, I make actually no judgment on that. I don't really think the play does either. In a way, Hordakovsky is, at least for the West, a less public figure. Mm -hmm. So people come to the table with less of an opinion, which means they may be forming their first opinions about a real live man based on this performance. And so there is a sort of, I think, an obligation to try and do him justice, but I will just, you know, sort of say what Chris said too, is that, you know, the goal is to try and tell the story truthfully. The story is more than just a, a histodrama, you know, it's not just a historical drama. It's, it's sort of about these big ideas about competing ideologies and I think uh, guilt and morality and what it means to be an outsider in a place and the need to try to be on the inside, you know, and so there's all these sort of like big humanistic ideas that then I think both Putin and Hordakovsky become sort of vessels through which those ideas are discussed. So they are they become representative both of the real person but also some sort of larger context. Yeah. What do you hope audiences will take away from this play? You know, I mean, I often think like, you know, why do on stage what a movie or television does better? Mm-hmm. Which is like portray really intimate, accurate real life. The, the, the stage can't do it from all the way up in the balcony. You can't experience it the same way as when you get a camera like right up in someone's face. So what can what can it offer? And I think like some of the sort of theatrical conceits in this production in particular take great advantage of the medium. And so it is 
I hope, entertaining. I mean, it's interesting, you know, Chris talks to the audience every night, so he really gets to know them better than I do. You know, I, I don't break the fourth wall, and so I'll, I will notice people, but I, it's a very different relationship. But what is fun for me is, is that I get to hear Chris talk to them and I get to hear them respond. And based on how they respond to Chris, I get ideas of how they're going to respond to me mm. in the scenes. And they are have been vocal. Yo, yeah, they're talking um, to me. Yeah. They talk you know? they talk back. Really? Mm-hmm. Especially the closer they are. They yeah. they talk back. And there was, you know, if I see someone kind of, you know, commiserating with me, I'll be like, "You know what I'm talking about?" Yes, you do. Thank you. Oh, an ally. So the I like to find allies and enemies in the audience because <laughs> they help. They either help give me motivation to prove my point mm-hmm. and to prove them wrong because he's a character who's been proving people wrong for decades and um, a man who overcame people underestimating him at every stage of his life and career. And he just proved them all wrong. So the people who don't like me um, are just as useful as the people who are saying, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so it's fun. It's like I have a, an audience of, of people to manipulate and, and also, um, you know, yeah, make alliances with. And because I guess a lot of them are versed in international politics, <laughs> obviously, um, you know, I mean, I know we've had, like, people in the audience who, like, you know, worked for the State Department or, you know, like, were in the Russia Bureau at some point, you know. So they have, like, relation – they have some relationship with the material or the history. And it's fun also to hear them respond to certain things, you know. And, I mean, there's certain lines in the play that I never thought would get a laugh that always do. Mm. And I think it speaks to because the play actually very is very accurately reminding people with knowledge of a thing – that feels true to them, and we're subverting. We're subverting so many ideas uh, that I think um, Americans have about Russian politics and uh, modes of operating. It's fun to make them also feel a little uneasy mm-hmm. with. But this is this is how I feel about this, and this is what I believe. And even just for two hours to kind of put them in a uh, less secure place is is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, and I, you know, Candy sort of a White House official. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes the personification is Candy Buckley, uh, the personification of America. And so, like, I also think there's this interesting thing. People who have experience in government are seeing themselves portrayed yeah. as a sort of um, big idea, you know, because she's not a, a specific person in the play. She's sort of representative of American policy and sort of seeing how American policy interacts with, you know, these two very committed men, you know, who are trying to make the most out of their country, which is not our country, which is, you know, is Russia. And seeing that conflict, too, I think also sometimes tickles them and uh, and hopefully d- both tickles them and unsettles them at the same time. I always, you know, it's so interesting. The last, the last scene of the play, Putin is talking to the audience again. And you've sort of gone on this journey, and it's funny when this, that scene starts backstage, everyone's very quiet because what they've just experienced on stage is sort of a a very dramatic and hopefully sort of uh, disturbing. upsetting, disturbing moment. <clears throat> and um, they're always very silent at the top of that. But as the scene goes on, they start laughing with him. They start laughing with him. And it's so funny. Uh, there's always a part of me that's like, uh, as Hordakovsky get, is, gets a little mad, 
You know, like, how can all of you just saw what he just has done? And you're all sitting there, like, laughing at his jokes and lapping lapping it up. And I think it's such a fascinating thing. I imagine if I were an audience member, I would do the same thing. And then I would walk out the door and feel like, but wait, wait a second, like, who who was my friend in the play? Mm-hmm. And why is the person that I felt was friends I was friends with in the play a person that in my real life m- kind of scares me what they mm-hmm. want in the real world? Um, right. It's great. It's great to be open, and yeah. now it's now it's fun. You know, now we get to just now we get to do the play. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and the audiences have been great, and they're listening, and they're uh, engaged, and um, yeah, and everybody's who, who's been working at Arena has been amazing, and we really appreciate it, and we're having so much fun. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Arena on Air. Here at Arena, we pride ourselves on producing theater that is deep and dangerous, and this play is definitely all of those things. Kleptocracy speaks directly to what's happening in politics today, so hurry and get your tickets to see this world premiere play. It closes on February 24th.